Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I am diving into a topic that was brought up by a listener, and I want to thank Ginger for this topic. But she brought up the topic of toxic positivity. And I got to be honest with you, I didn't really know too much about this before I decided that I was going to research it and do a podcast episode about it. And like everything, once I started researching it, I thought, okay, I maybe understand a little bit now about how sometimes maybe I am guilty of this. So if you don't know what toxic positivity is or you've never heard of it, it's defined as the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. So essentially, what that means is that you try to remain positive about everything, but what it ends up doing is it results in the denial minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. What that means is, to break it down in human terms that we can all understand, is when we tell people, hey, smile, don't worry, be happy, things like that, what we're really doing is invalidating someone else's emotions. And when we invalidate someone else's emotions, we cause them to stuff them down or block them because they feel like, If they express their emotions, we're just going to tell them to suck it up and be happy. And therefore, we are robbing them of their authentic human experience. Because as humans, we come here to experience every kind of emotion there is. That's part of the journey. So when people tell you, like, you have to be positive. Yes, you do to an extent. But that doesn't mean don't feel anything. There's a difference between being positive and being fake. Because that is the difference. Anybody who tells you that their life is full of sunshine and rainbows and it's magic all the time is lying to you. That is the one thing I want to get straight on here. Yes, I tell you that we need to have a positive mindset. But I will never tell you don't feel your feelings and don't authenticate your feelings. You have to do that. Because otherwise, what you're doing is stuffing them down or you're just putting on a fake smile for everyone around you when you're dying inside and suffering, and that's not good either. So when you approach someone and you're feeling your feelings and they tell you, hey, be positive, be happy, that is where positivity becomes toxic. You know, people will do this for many different reasons, but for a lot of people, They just don't really want to listen to how you're really feeling because if you're having a bad day and you unload your bad day on that person, it could bring them down too, really. Although if you have healthy boundaries, it doesn't have to. And we do need to have people to vent to. But for some people, they don't want to hear about your day honestly for many reasons. One of the reasons, and I totally had something like this happen to me when I was in a relationship. Anytime I would try to express how I was feeling or I would cry because I would cry because I've had my feelings hurt 
And this person would be like, you're manipulating me. You're crying just to make me feel bad. And you need to suck it up. And I genuinely was not. I am the last person who will just try to make myself cry. I can't do it. I was a child who was told, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. And I'm not blaming my mom. Like I've heard lots of parents say that to their kids sometimes. And it was just something that she would say. But I took it as, I need to stop crying. And I would stop myself from crying. And so now, if I have something that I need to cry about, I find it hard to do sometimes. And that sounds horrible. I know it. I will make myself just because I need to get those emotions out too. I'm not Susie Sunshine every single day. And I will never, ever claim to you that I am. I have those emotions too that I have to get out. And everyone, no matter who you are, at times in your life, you'll get jealous, you'll get angry, you'll be resentful, you might get greedy. That's just the whole gamut of emotions we feel because we're humans. And sometimes you just have a bad day where everything and anything that can go wrong does. And I know I've told you, you can turn it around. Well, you can, but I'm not telling you not to be angry about the bad day. Yes, you have to feel it. You have to feel the bad day. So what are some signs of toxic positivity? Well, the first sign is hiding or masking your true feelings. So if somebody asks you, how are you doing? And you're just like, I'm good. Always, if that's your go-to and what you say all the time, and you're not really good and you're not really feeling okay, that's a sign of toxic positivity. Trying to just get on with stuff by stuffing down your emotions or just dismissing it, that's a sign of toxic positivity. You know, I still work with a coach and we were talking the other day and we were talking about everything that has happened this year to me and we were talking about what happened with my kid's father and how he passed away and I said, you know what, it would just be so great if I could snap my fingers and not feel anything anymore and just get over it because I'm so tired of feeling angry at him and feeling let down and feeling upset and all of these things that I'm feeling. And so I'm here as a human telling you, I'm still feeling those things when it comes to what has happened to me and my children in the past year. I'm still feeling it. I'm still dealing with those emotions. I didn't take a happy magic pill and it went away. I'm working through those emotions. And I said to her, I wish I could just take a pill. I wish I could just snap my fingers and I feel better because I don't want to feel this way anymore. And she said, yeah, that would be great if you could do that, but you can't. You've got to go through each of these emotions and you have to feel it. So if I were to just get on with my life and dismiss the emotions and stuff it down, that is toxic positivity. That's not helping me. Those feelings don't just disappear. They're still there. You're stuffing them down and they're just going to come out one day. So you can't do that. The other thing is if you feel guilty for feeling what you feel, and that goes back to the story I told you about just a few minutes ago. When you have people who tell you, stop crying. You know what? The reason that my ex did that was because he knew that part of the reason my feelings were hurt was because of something that he said. It was his fault that I felt that way, and he didn't want me to make him feel guilty. So instead, he made me feel guilty for having the emotions that I had. And so that is another sign. If someone is trying to make you feel guilty, or if you feel guilty for feeling what you feel, that's a sign of toxic positivity. Also, minimizing other people's experiences with feel-good quotes or statements. 
and I may do this inadvertently sometimes. I know I've done it to my mom and I, after reading this, feel terrible. But I've told her, you do have to feel what you're feeling. My advice with her is just don't stay in that place for too long. But there have been times that I've said to her, you have to get stronger. You need to get better. You need to think positively. And today, for example, my brother and I took her to lunch and she's going through her final few rounds of chemo and she is not able to eat. She's dropped down to 109 pounds. She weighs less than I do and she is like 5'10". So that's not good. It's not good. And she's saying what happens to her now is when she tries to put food in her mouth, it she can't swallow it. And I guess that is a side effect of the chemo. And she just got super frustrated today and she just started crying because she said, you know, food sounds good and I want to eat it and I'm hungry for it. And then I get it and I can't eat it. And we just let her cry and have a good cry because at that point, my brother and I both looked at each other and we just knew like she's so emotionally exhausted and physically exhausted and we got it. You know, I think for the first time through this whole thing, not that I didn't sympathize with her and wasn't there for her, but for the first time in this whole thing, I'd realized I just have to let her cry it out and feel what she's going to feel. She's got to feel these emotions so we let her take a while to really feel what she was feeling. And then, you know, we were like, you know, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this. And we tried to lift her up. But we didn't try doing that right away because we knew she was at that point. It's like she has to purge these emotions that she's feeling because she was super frustrated. So don't feel bad for having to feel what you feel. And if someone else around you is saying, man, I'm just having a bad day, maybe repeat back to them like, oh man, what I, what I hear is that you're having a bad day. What's going on? And listen to them and, and genuinely listen to them without trying to give them some feel-good quotes. You can give them some positive reinforcements after they've finish talking about how they're feeling because in that way they're still able to express their own emotions also when you try to give people perspective by saying things like well it could be worse that's invalidating their emotional experience so again try repeating back to them what they're telling you like if your child for example says man, I hate school. Maybe say, yeah, what I'm hearing is you're not really liking school. What's going on? Tell me about it. And invite them to open up and really tell you what's happening because when you allow them to do that, then you're allowing them to shed their feelings, which is what they need to do. And you're also allowing them, you're letting them be validated. They're being heard, which is what most of us want. We want to feel like we're being heard And when someone's telling you, oh, get over it, or, you know, don't cry, or whatever they're saying, like, suck it up, like, chin up, that's actually invalidating your feelings, making you feel like you shouldn't have these feelings. And you absolutely should and are going to have these feelings because that's all a part of the human experience and part of what we've come here to learn about. And I can tell you that I was a person who used to invalidate my kids all the time without realizing I was doing it. They would say things to me like, mom, I'm feeling crappy today. And I would be like, we'll just put on a positive 
you know, put on a smile, go take a walk, do something you love. I would do that thinking that I was helping them. But what I was actually doing was making them feel like I didn't care about how they were feeling, which was not true. I did care. I just thought I was trying to fix it for them. And the thing is, people don't always want us or need us to fix it. Sometimes they just need to feel heard and validated. So by trying to give someone else perspective, you're actually invalidating their emotional experience. Also, if you shame or chastise someone for expressing frustration, that's also a sign of toxic positivity. You know, nobody really wants to be around someone who gets upset and screams and whatever. But in the same way, you can kind of bring someone down out of that anger, but also repeat back to them, like, I know you're frustrated. Why? What's going on? Like, by digging into that and allowing them to use their words, as my uh, teachers used to say, use your words. But we do. We want them to use their words to express how they're feeling so that they can feel like, yeah, I'm being hurt. I'm, I'm really frustrated. There may not be anything in the world you can do about it to make them feel better. And that's not necessarily your job. Your job is just to listen and to hear what it is they're saying to you. And then if you can help them, that's great. But I think so many of us listen to our children or to other people. We listen almost like therapists, like we've got these listening ears ready to just shoot back some advice and some response. And we're listening for the sake of responding instead of listening for the sake of actually listening, which isn't good. We need to learn how to actually just stop what we're doing and listen and then see what comes from that. Also, When you brush things off that are bothering you, if you say things like, well, it is what it is, you know, a lot of people say that. We say it and we don't really mean it because if really we didn't care that much, well, I mean, life would be just like, oh, whatever, if we didn't care about anything. So saying it is what it is is not really very helpful either. When you try to force a positive outlook on someone else's pain, it's like encouraging them to keep silent about their struggles. Because most of us don't want to be seen as the Debbie Downer, right? We don't want to be the person who's always griping and complaining. But I tell you what, everybody does it at some point in their life or other. And we have to have people that we're able to talk to. And if you don't, say how you're feeling, then you're being forced into silence. And so that that almost turns into like a shame, like you're hiding how you feel, like you have to hide that you're not doing okay. And there's absolutely no shame in saying, I'm not doing okay. I mean, I think we think if we say that to somebody, they're going to freak out and be like, oh, well, what do you want me to do about it? You don't have to do anything if someone comes up to you and says, I'm not doing okay. Just listen to them and say, really, I'm hearing that you're not doing that well. What's going on? And there might not be a thing you can do to help them, but sometimes listening is the greatest thing ever because it allows them to get what's on their chest out in the open and to get those emotions out. That's the first way we start feeling better is by processing the emotions And shame, it's one of the most uncomfortable feelings that we can have. And it really is detrimental to our human spirit. 
it does not help us to feel ashamed of things. And I think that that is one of the great things about being open and honest about how we feel, because when you're open and honest about how you feel, it encourages others to be open and honest about their feelings as well. You know, you may say, you know, I'm really not doing too well. I've been feeling a little bit depressed lately. I've had the blues. And your friend might be like, oh my gosh, really? I, you know what? I have been too. And maybe they wouldn't have been able to tell you that if you hadn't been the first one to open up. And I know that there's a lot of vulnerability when you're opening up about your feelings, but that's not a bad thing. We've somehow taken this on in this human world that being vulnerable is bad. It's not. Yes, there are people who unfortunately take advantage of others' vulnerability, but I think that for the most part, most people are not out looking to take advantage of that. Most people appreciate that you feel safe enough or comfortable enough to really tell how you're feeling and how you're doing with that person. And there are a lot of studies that show that hiding or denying your feeling, those, that leads to more stress on the body and it leads to more distressing thoughts. And you know, when your thoughts run rampant and they turn to that dark place, it can get very scary. So it's important for you to actually feel your feelings and to express them. And there's so many ways you can do that. Yes, you can physically talk to other people. You don't have to. You can feel your feelings by journaling, by writing about them, or even just for me, sometimes it's just crying, just getting that out, like this is how I feel and I'm just crying about it. And if I'm by myself, even people might think this is strange, but I actually will like talk out loud about my feelings when it's just me by myself. And I'm not ashamed to say that, but it helps me to process to just say it out loud. Like, how am I feeling and why am I feeling this way? And that's when a lot of times I will get to my aha moment is like, oh my gosh, I understand why I'm feeling this way and I know what I can do now, but we really have to get through it and process it in order to get to that point. You know, when you don't talk about how you're feeling, when you deny your truth, you start to live inauthentically because we put on a brave face and we're kind of fake with everybody. Like, this is who I am and I'm just perfect and everything's great. And like I said, you will never ever on this podcast hear me say something like, my life is all rainbows and sunshine. It, I'm never going to say that because it's not. Bad things happen to me all the time. And I don't always react in a positive way to it. Even though I try to teach that we need to be positive, there I have to have my moments sometimes. I do. And that's normal and natural. You know, when you think about being around people that are just sugary sweet all the time, it sometimes really makes you feel repelled by them because that's not real. That's a fake persona going on. And it doesn't mean that people who are fake all the time or who are always like, oh, good vibes to everyone, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. But oftentimes they're just inauthentic because they don't show you the bad sides of themselves either. It's only the positive. And I'm not afraid to tell you that I definitely have not had the perfect life and I don't walk through uh, on a pathway of gold. That's not me. 
And if you think that's me, I'm sorry if I've misled you in any way. It's not. I have my moments. I am a human being. I get in the car behind someone who's really slow in traffic and I want to scream at them. That's human. We have those frustrations and we have to really process it and get it out. So there are some things you can do. There's some examples of some toxic positivity statements and how you can adjust them. So one example is if someone says, don't think about it, stay positive. Instead, you could say, describe what you're feeling. I'm listening. Again, thereby validating what someone's feeling and actually letting them be heard. Also, if someone says, don't worry, be happy. Instead, you can say, I see you're really stressed. Is there anything I can do? Failure is not an option. Well, failure is a part of growth and success. You know, when people say that to me, I remember, you know, we had a a mission statement. It was like, all children will learn no matter what. And I remember thinking, like, that's not really a realistic statement. I mean, it's positive, but fake positive like this, like toxic positivity. Some kids will struggle and we'll get them there. But that just seemed like such a I, I was never comfortable with that statement. But in the same way, failure is not an option. It reminds me of the same thing. Instead, it's okay to fail. Failure is part of growth. It's a part of success. It's a first attempt in learning. Everything will work out in the end. Instead of saying that, you can say, this is really hard and I'm thinking of you. Positive vibes only. Instead, you can say, I'm here for you, both good and bad. If I can do it, so can you. That, yeah, it's, that's a bad statement because nobody is alike. We don't have the same journey. So everyone's stories, abilities, and limitations are different, and that's perfectly okay, and that's how you can validate someone. Yeah, your journey is different, but that's okay. Delete negativity. Instead, you can say suffering is a part of life and you're not alone, and it's true. Everyone has negative things that happen to them, and that's okay, and it's a part of the journey that we have to learn how to get through it. Look for the silver lining. Instead, you can say, I see you and I'm here for you. And really, a lot of these statements have to do with validating someone and saying, I hear what you're saying. And even saying, I know this sucks, but I'm here for you. Or I know it sucks. I'm sorry you're going through this. Those are perfectly good statements because then you're opening the other end for the person to tell you what they're going through. I really love the, what I hear is, you're struggling, what's going on? Is there anything I can do? And just keeping it open so someone feels like that is their open to come in and really tell you about how they're feeling. You know, I really don't think that people who say the things that are examples of toxic positivity, I don't think that they're trying to be toxic they probably don't even realize they're doing it and they probably do it because they also stuff down their own emotions that's probably why but if someone says something to you like that you can always feel free to correct them and just say you know what this is tough and I just need you to listen I don't need you to fix anything I don't need you to tell me to be happy I just need you to be there 
A lot of people have no idea they're even doing it. I was one of those people. I did it to my kids all the time. I had no idea I was doing it. I didn't know it was called toxic positivity until I was doing the research for this podcast episode. And I didn't realize I was doing anything wrong until I started working with a counselor and a coach. And they were like, yeah, you know, as a mom, you think your job is to fix everything, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's just about allowing them to be heard and validating that what they're feeling is normal and it's okay and that they'll get through it and just for you to listen. And since I've done that, it's definitely helped. And I know that my kids appreciate it because they spill their guts all the time to me now where they didn't before. Because as soon as they did, I'd be like, let me fix it. Not saying that, but I would be like, well, you know what you should do. And instead I say, yeah, it sounds like that's rough. Tell me about it. And they want to open up more. And I understand because I would be the same way. If somebody was trying to fix everything for me, I would shut down and not want to talk to them. But if somebody was saying, hey, yeah, I hear that sounds like it's so rough. Tell me more about it. I would spill my guts to them because you'd feel safe and like you are validated and that they actually want to listen to what you have to say. So maybe stop asking people, are you okay? And instead, maybe finding other ways when you see them to make them feel like, hey, yeah, you can open up if you need to. And I don't know, that might be with you offering something about your day first, like, yeah, you know what, it was a rough day. How about you? How are things going with you? And it might invite someone to really open up to you. And like I said, I don't think that people are trying to be negative with toxic positivity. I just think it's something that we've learned in society sometimes that it's better to just stuff it down and say, I'm fine, when really it's not. We need to get those emotions out. We need to process them. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you. And again, thank Ginger for that podcast, um, the podcast suggestion. She posted a very interesting post in our Facebook group, and that is where I got the idea. And she posted a link to a podcast interview with Brene Brown. If you feel like you want to learn more about this, you can go, and she's really the expert in this, you can go and listen to that podcast episode yourself. Just go to my Facebook group, and you will see the post in there about toxic positivity, and then in the comments, there's a link to that podcast. All right, guys, I wanted to pull a card for you today. Before I get to the card, just don't forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. That helps me so much. I appreciate those of you who've done that. Also, don't forget, you can get in on my 10-day intensive self-love course. It's just $20, which is about $2 a day. And that is less than a cup of Starbucks coffee if you get the fancier coffees. But it will do so many amazing things for you. Increase your self-confidence. Have you thinking more positively about yourself allowing you to be courageous enough to look at your passions in life and your purpose and to step out of that comfort zone and really look at what makes you happy. So get in on that before the price goes up and before it's too late. And also, if you'd like to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com, 
You can see all of the services I offer on my offerings page. And I do all of my sessions online through Zoom, so you never have to leave the comfort of your own home. All right, the card I pulled is from my deck, Divine Whispers, which is back in stock. So if you'd like to order your own deck, you can do that on my website. And it is forgiveness is the greatest gift you can give. Is there someone in your life that you need to forgive today? Hurt is heavy. You need to let it go. When we hold on to feelings of hurt, betrayal, and resentment, it's like carrying a heavy weight around our backs. Not only is it physically burdensome, but it's also emotionally crippling as well. Harboring feelings of unforgiveness can even cause you to become physically sick. When we forgive others, we aren't telling them that what they did is okay. We're simply allowing ourselves to be free of the burden that we have been carrying around. In essence, it is a gift we are giving ourselves. The other person doesn't even need to know that we have forgiven them. It's more about feeling better ourselves. You will also be cutting the energetic cord that ties you to the person or situation. In return, you will feel lighter and freer. Let go of hurt today. There is a forgiveness prayer on this card. So if you want to repeat it after me or just listen to me as I say it, whatever you do is perfect for you. Dear, and then put in the person that you need to forgive. What you did caused me much hurt, anger, and fill in your own emotion here. I forgive you because I want to feel better. I am choosing to let go, not because I believe that what you did was right, but because I want to release the feelings that are weighing me down. I release you and what you did along with those burdensome feelings. I send love to you and to myself. I ask Archangel Michael to cut the cords that bind you or what you did to me. I choose to feel better. Amen. All right. I love that. I love you guys. I want to thank you so much for being here with me. As always, I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.